Welcome to our Chariot Auto Group uh, Monday Night Memories. It is Monday night if you're watching this in real time. Uh, uh, and we have had fun over the last year or so, kind of picking and choosing, uh, Nate and I, some of the some of our fun memories and things we've talked about uh, over the years and getting to experts and people that have been there. And we have that today with Bob Campbell, uh, who is a longtime Purdue fan. And there's a long story that goes or a story that goes with that. And we'll we will share that here in a minute. Nate, welcome. And uh, and uh, we're looking forward to another fun show. Well, great to be with you as always, Alan. These are blasts for us too. And uh, as you know, uh, Twin City in its 49th year. So uh, 49 about, years. <laughs> about half the age, about half the age of uh, Ross Aid Stadium. But with a big weekend ahead, Alan, as you know, and the dedication coming up, it uh, should be a lot of fun to reminisce. Yeah, the Tiller Tunnel will be reminisce, will be dedicated. Arnett Tiller will be there. We're not 100% sure that Drew Brees is going to be there, but it's going to be some uh, fun with that and a lot of former players with that. Bob, I want to get with you, and you had say, had something you wanted to show us from the, from the jump here, from the start, that uh, was important to you because Bob Campbell, we want, need to introduce folks uh, about Bob. The son of Verl Campbell, who people know Purdue football know the Verl Campbell Award, but also Bob and Verl have been together and we're, uh, been together, father and son. It's a great father and son story, and Bob has carried on a lot of the tradition that really spans a hundred years of of Ross Age Stadium, too. But Bob, you can talk about what to, uh, your Foster Forms picture. Yes, um, thank you, Alan. Um, I don't know if you can see this, but um, yeah, well, we you, can. You can see it in the background. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Come on down a little bit. There you go. Yeah, I can oh, see oh, that. A lifetime. I like your socks. Well, the socks and the shorts. Uh, <laughs> my wife was reluctant to fly with me uh, <laughs> up to the Foster Farms Bowl, but and then I said it, it's going to be warm enough, but it was very cold. And I have a story. I went to halftime. All right, now I, why don't you get yourself back on camera now? Yeah, there yeah. you go. There you go. And I, I decided at halftime uh, to go up and because I was so cold that I decided to go up and uh, and get a scotch. So I got <laughs> so I got a double scotch and the guy said, that'll be thirty dollars. Yeah. And then he said, welcome to California. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. so I wanted to read something that you wrote um, about my father. Um, you wrote, uh, what, how many years ago, eight years ago? Well, I think it was 2016, I believe, in okay. Golden Black Illustrated, right. And you said, Leroy... And we'll Keith link that story, too, by the way, to this as well. So go ahead, Bob. Okay. Uh, I just want to preface that you said Leroy Keyes, Stephanie White, Glenn Robertson, Bob Greasy, John Wooden, Rick Mount, Drew Brees, and Vero Campbell, who did not belong on the greats of, of Boiler ath Athletics. And the correct is, and the answer is all of them. And I do believe my father, unfortunately, has not made um, the Purdue Athletic Hall of Fame, but in my estimation, and I'm prejudiced, he should have. Um, so anyway, that sort of starts it off with uh, my father, and I've got a lot to talk about, but maybe, uh, Maybe uh, you can ask me questions. We will, and, and Nate and I have such tremendous pull, pull that we'll we'll get that done. No, we can't promise that we're going to do that. But you're right, Verl 
and his contributions to Purdue athletics. And even when we wrote the story back in 2016, it's, it, it is a big part of big part of what uh, the, the, the behind the scenes, uh, all the things that have gone on uh, in Purdue sports and the guys that made it happen. And your dad was certainly one of them. Nate, fire away. You can fire the first salvo at him. Well, you know, I, I asked you before we started to record, Bob, of uh, I'm kind of a memorabilia guy. And uh, I'm curious, any any memorabilia that you have from your dad uh, that, you know, those that read the article will certainly understand why I asked that. But things that mean a lot to you uh, that uh, that he collected over the years working with Purdue. I think the biggest thing, Nate, that he collected, which I no longer have, is every football game, and you know you've documented that he went to uh, every football game at Purdue for 50 years, including some they, they flew him at later age in his 90s, except for four. And four those games, that's right. Yeah. Four games he, he missed. He did not uh, like uh, Florida, so there was a Miami game. There was a Harvard game. He did not do that, and I think the other two, he was sick. But my point was, memorabilia, he must have collected, I don't know how many programs, and he yeah. had all those programs stacked up in the living room, and unfortunately, I don't have those, and of course, now they don't even put or print programs for us, but... So that was one of the memorabilia. My dad graduated in 1917, ran track at Purdue, and he um, uh, and three other guys uh, won the 1,600-meter world record in Madison Square Garden, and dad said it lasted four days, and <laughs> they got beat. And then um, uh, dad went on uh, to, and I do have his gold medal, from the Inter-Allied Games in 1918, when uh, Dad um, joined the Army and was sent to France, and, and he and his brother Floyd, and they were both runners, and uh, the armistice was signed, and General Blackjack Pershing did not want to send or couldn't send the troops home. So he had the Inter-Allied Games, which was like the Olympics, except for Germany and Austria, and dad won two gold medals and one in the 1600 meter relay. And I have that gold medal and I didn't bring it with me to show you, but I have it. And, uh, and also um, another one called the medley and uh, Blackjack Pershing presented my father with that gold medal. And wow. so he came back from in, a, in the 20s and Avery Brundage, who was a big uh, Olympics guy for years asked dad to go back for the 20 Olympics but he already had a job and couldn't do it but dad did start um, he graduated in animal husbandry but he really should have he said later on I should have just stayed at Purdue and been on the staff at Purdue because I spent so much time there and so he got in on the original 1923 uh, Ross Aid uh, stadium seats, and we've had four of those 50-yard line seats for 100 years. <laughs> and that yeah. is ama that's an amazing win. And Avery Brendiger, I would say the chair of the Inter International Olympic Commission Committee, I believe is what his title was, but uh, he was as big as it got in terms of, uh, in terms of the Olympics. 
Talk about that and the fact that you, you know, you, that connection between the two of you, you've attended games in every year since then as well. I mean, it, at one point, I were at the Fresno State game this year, saw the Ross Aid Stadium being redone. But uh, talk about that streak. I mean, as a family, did that ever present any challenges to you? I mean, weddings, you know, things happen during life. And the fact that he made all those games was uh, an incredible feat. Purdue was number one to my father. And uh, my mother had to live with that. But but, <laughs> but their best friends were um, uh, Red Mackey and Goldie yeah. and Gladys Mullenkoff. So, so they spent vacations with them. They went over. Jack was the um, um, head of the um, hula ball in Hawaii, and they yeah. took a, a boat over and a boat back. And I do have one story about Red Mackey, which I told my book, Blinsky. They used to have, and I think they, um, I don't know, they, they still have a golf outing, and that's where my dad was presented with the Diamond P, he was the first one, not on the athletic staff, to get a uh, Diamond P. And they used to they used to have corn on the cob and steaks. And Red Mackey was notorious for eating twelve ears of corn on the cob at every time, and people stood around and watched Red do it. <laughs> so that's the story about Red Mackey. But those were Dad's best friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think you're referencing because John Purdue Day, though I remember because I was attended it to probably about to, Nate might have been about six years old at the time. But when your dad got the Diamond P uh, <laughs> as part of the as part of that uh, uh, John Purdue Day. Uh, do you remember, do you remember, Alan, uh, where Tim McGinley was uh, uh, head of the board of trustees and Tim and I were sort of classmates in Indianapolis. Uh, he went to Cecina High. I went to Broad Ripple High. And uh, we figured out that he had gone through like 18 cars and yeah. so many thousands of miles just recruiting athletes for uh, for Purdue. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, also, I was going to ask, Bob, uh, what what your dad had to say about Red Mackey and and just what what it was like to be around the athletic department, the administrators, kind of day to day. I've I, I've heard examples of stories over the years, like uh, uh, President Hubdy and Red Mackey maybe playing nine holes of golf over lunchtime. Those kind of stories. Well, that, that's that's very true. And uh, Fred Hubdy was a uh, um, Doctor Hubdy was a, a classy guy, and he was an All American quarterback at Minnesota, and. Uh, he and they they would do that. Dad would never say anything bad about anybody at Purdue. He and when he recruited and he recruited 103 athletes that got their degree from Purdue. And when he recruited, he recruited on the fact that if you don't go into the pros, you will have an excellent education. And and that's that did transpire. I could tell you a story about uh, Fred Hovde. Um, I was pretty active at the Purdue Alumni Association. And by the way, the John Purdue Club, dad was a founding member. Right. And, and one other little thing, Doc Combs, who was back then, and he is a character, and his wife, Sally, 
said that my father was the first one to contribute money to the women's athletics. Right. So, and, uh, but Fred Hovde and dad passed away at about the same time. And they had pictures up in the old football uh, building of my dad and Fred Hovde right next to each other. And I was president of the Purdue Club in New York City. I worked in New York City with Dow Chemical. And I was president of the Purdue Club in New York City for three years. And we always have, have meetings because Fred Hovde was on the board of directors of General Electric. And that time, those headquarters were in New York City. So we'd plan all the functions when Dr. Hovde was, was going to be there. So that, that was a, a nice memory for me. And when I was six years old, you talk about, um, I, um, I had uh, my first um, football shoes were Hank Strams. Yeah. Dad, Dad got those. And of course, they didn't fit me. And I had to turn up the toes and everything like that. But Dad would take me back. Here's, he would take me back to the two years old three years old, 10 years old, 20 years old. He, well, I was at Purdue. They would take, he would take me back to see the team afterwards. And sometimes I was a little embarrassed about it, but I got to know Hank Stram and I met him in, in an airport. He was having his shoes shined about 20 years later. And he looks at me and says, hi, Bobby. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe that. So that's a little story about, uh, Mackey's. Oh, and then when um, mom died, um, uh, dad dad moved up to Lafayette, and he lived at the end of the North Courts, and Goldie Mackey was there, and Dave Alexander and dad were. Dave Alexander went to Broderpool with me, and yeah. they named the, foot, the baseball stadium after Dave, and he did some recruiting, too. But anyway, I guess uh, the other recruiting thing is that you've said is that um, Oscar Robertson and I were classmates. He at Christmas Attic, me at Broderpool. We ran track. We played basketball against each other. And his only loss was, um, was Oscar. And I was out in the front yard for some time, and for some reason, in January when his brother Bailey came and said, Burl, he went inside, said, Burl, um, Oscar's not happy at Cincinnati and wants to go to Purdue. And dad said, I made a big mistake. I sent Bailey after him to go home and or to go down there and get his clothes. I should have gone down myself and I should have had Stu Holcomb go down and just bring him back. But they didn't and they talked him out of it. And Oscar stayed, uh, stayed at Cincinnati. The rest is history, as they say. The um, yes, Oscar Robertson and there are a lot of great athletes out of out of the city of Minneapolis, where where you grew up, and Purdue got its fair share of them. A lot to do uh, again with with your dad. Talk about uh, just the, the the when you had, you know, what kind of what was your dad's personality like? Was he? I, I remember as being kind of a quiet guy. Now I met him when he in his later years, without question. Uh, but talk about his personality that made him uh, able to sell sell kids on coming to Purdue. I mean, they, you know, he obviously had a great love for the university, but had to do some uh, salesmanship to get it done. 
Well, it did. And, and as he said, and Red would say the same thing were he alive, that uh, Dad did uh, help recruit Johnny Wooden. Yeah. Um, but Dad, Dad was, I'm an only child, but Dad was very austere. And he was very matter of fact. There was no beating around the bush with Dad. Yeah. And Dad, if you ask him about Purdue, it was all good and the quality of education and they would treat you right. And um, and I inherited that a little bit. Um, but Dad, Dad was really, he, he regretted not staying at Purdue. I have one recruiting story. You know the Holloway Aquarium? That you, uh, holiday, uh, the, you mean the, yeah, the holiday pool, yes. At, uh, yes well, Bob Holloway and company, yep. Yes, well, um, Bob Holloway and I were on the board of directors uh, of a company and, in Louisville, and I was there for a while, and Bob Holloway thought that I would recruit just like my father did. Yeah. So I guess it's a great story. He took me out one time, but I had an eight-to-five job, and I really couldn't do it. And we went to Southern High School, and we saw this tall, blonde quarterback, and this quarterback was pretty good. And Bob Holloway and I left, and he said, he'll never make Big Ten uh, quarterback. He'll never do. And he never did. He went to Moorhead State uh, Teachers College, and it was Phil Sims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, great Bob it, the great Bob Holloway, who of which there was a – I don't know if you'd call it the Purdue Mafia, but some of those guys with your dad, Bob was kind of in between age-wise, but they were, you know, Louisville and uh, Bob was recruiting Tyrone Bedford and, and some many, many other guys from that area. And your dad's role in Indianapolis, they they were uh, they were two peas in a pod. What about you know that Ross Age Stadium? What was your what when was your first? Do you remember your first game there? And also, you know, your dad was there for the dedication. In 1924, but uh, the stories of that, uh, any, anything that you can share about your first game, but also that uh, first year, the first of 100 seasons in the, in the uh, yeah. venerable facility. And and I hear you, and you had talked to me about that before, but, you know, there's so many things that all of us would have loved to have talked to our parents about. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but they pass, and, and you never ask them those stories particularly my dad and over overseas in the inter allied game but yeah. but probably i was so i'm 85 i probably went to purdue games since i was two years old so that would be 83 years ago and the only thing i can remember is it particularly is and we had good seats at that time we were up higher which was better but 50 yard line and then they built the you know, the the differences and the glass tin thing, and I did not want to be uh, antiseptic, nor would my father would not have wanted to do that. He wanted to be out with the people. So we're now in the eighth row. Um, um, but but we've always had right on the 50-yard line, and that's, that's been great. But Dad used to take me back underneath uh, in the locker room and I meet all the stars at that time. I remember Harry Saborski. Yeah, 1947, 20, right. Yeah, number 27. And, of course, I remember all the – Bob DeMoss. Uh, I was a Sigma Chi. DeMoss was a Sigma Chi. Bob Greasy, Greasy was a Sig. Drew Brees was a Sig. And uh, 
So we Mark Herman, Mark Herman, Jim Everett. Mark Herman, that's right. Yeah. The Purdue being the cradle and also uh, Sigma Kais at, at that time. I have a story about Bob Greasy. He was, he was, I wrote him a nice letter when he, he joined uh, San, huh? Drew Brees. Yeah. <laughs> um, my wife just corrected me. You got, you got an editor I, back there. That's good. About Bob Greasy too, but, um, and, but this was Drew Brees. We sent him a letter. He was, what, what, James, San Diego? He was in San Diego and I sent him this nice Sigma Chi. Thank you. We're proud of you. And I sent him money and I said, I'd like to go, my wife to go to this game. And I never heard from him, never heard from him. And finally, the, the ticket office calls and said, um, Drew Brees has left you four tickets or two tickets. Uh, and I said, when? He said, day after tomorrow. And <laughs> so we we jumped in we got there and he never cashed my check and he um upgraded us to two uh, very nice seats and i've always been happy um, that i communicated and he did what he did for me what a quality guy continues yeah. to be so um, yeah, he'll be back and he may be back we're not we're unsure whether he's coming back this weekend but he is scheduled he hopes that he is i know that arnett tiller will be back for the tiller tunnel dedications nate we've got time for about one more question for each of us so go ahead yeah bob uh what the childhood memories and your time or you know around campus on game day growing up what what do you remember what was the atmosphere like for you as a young guy growing up that's a that's that's a good question, Nate. Uh, hey, um, uh, when I, when I was old enough to throw a football around, we used to meet um, and um, at the uh, Union Building, and then we would leave our parents, uh, Frank Case and myself, and we would go over and find the band, and we would simulate marching in with the band and throwing <laughs> and throwing footballs like like they do now you know the kids are all running around outside tailgating and they're all throwing foot we did we did the exact same thing um wasn't as formal as it is now but i can i can remember doing that and um before we went in cool yeah you know you had a chance to it is interesting because it is a full circle thing because your dad had a lot of contact with prospects. Uh, it was legal. And uh, then they kind of changed the rules some as your dad got older and made uh, booster comp, comp, um, contact. And now we're to the world of the NI of NIL and transfer portal where, my gosh, boosters have events with players and uh, they, they still can't directly pay them in theory they are some places i can promise you but my point is what do you put that in perspective the fact a hundred years of uh plus between the two of you uh and and that great uh, you know how much things change and yet they stay the same i mean look at that from that perspective and give us well, a little bit of that it was a matter uh of magnitude um and dad um at an older age took me into the bank and said, now that, that lockbox out there, that contains some money for Purdue recruits or pe people that were really there already. Yeah. And he, 
he would go around to Oscar Herbst and Carl Vogelsang and some of his buddies, and and he would ask for twenty bucks or thirty bucks, and 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 he had some he had some money, and he told me that if somebody came to Purdue and did not have any clothes, and their parents were or somebody had a funeral, they might fly him back, and they'd buy him. Uh, clothes, and then they would give them jobs during the summer. They had Big to part, work, yeah. And so that was perfectly legal. But one thing Dad did tell me, and we talk about basketball, is Dad never liked IU. Dad, <laughs> imagine that. Dad didn't even want. He didn't even want to go to Blooming for for to for a game. And if we did go for a game, we got out and got out of there real quick. And he also. Um, uh, did he? He wouldn't have a medical doctor that went to Indiana Medical School. Well, almost all the doctors in Indiana went to yeah, IU. So, so he he did that. But he also said that Bobby Knight um, did not cheat, and and he knew that uh, the Big Ten had a sort of a fraternity, and there was a little give and take with suits and flights or bus rides or something but he didn't think uh, anybody um, really went outside and he included Notre Dame in that he didn't think Notre Dame cheated now I could talk about Kentucky and like <laughs> places like that Kansas yeah maybe I better leave that alone <laughs> <laughs> well we had to turn this into a real podcast we'd be doing that and we'd have millions of uh, millions of viewers but uh, we're gonna have plenty there for, uh, as well Bob thanks so much for sharing some of these stories we'll do this again uh 85 years young still uh watching the Boilermakers from uh from the Tucson Arizona air area or at home or at home, or up there, or at home, but also, uh, you know, it's homecoming this week. Purdue needs a win, something fierce. Uh, yeah. Again, with the fighting Illini come to town, but uh, uh, we'll see how that goes. Can I make one last statement? You may. Okay. It's been a pleasure meeting you, Nate, and talking to you, Alan. And we've known each other since we stood in line in a Rose Bowl game. And it was freezing in the morning and we were in line for coffee. And that had to be a number of years ago that right. you and January first, two thousand one. That was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the other thing I wanted to say uh was that you had mentioned to me, Dad and I eventually are gonna donate some funds to the Purdue Athletic Department. It's gonna be just a little south of a million dollars. And I think we're probably gonna do it. Your suggestion is in an athletic scholarship. And if I had to choose, I think Dad liked football slightly better, different from most Hoosiers, but I think we'll probably work on it. And I might ask your suggestions, Alan, on doing that. I'd like to ask one favor. I, I don't know if it's too late, but Jim Virginia, I, I must have given him five years worth of stuff to get Dad in the Athletic Hall of Fame at Purdue, and it never happened. So if it's not too late, maybe you guys could work on it for, for my father. Well, we know Virginia well, and I, I know that uh, 
that uh, he he's one of the guys that uh, puts that together. We'll we'll put the we'll put the whammy on him for that as best okay. we can. So, Thank you. Uh, but uh, it is truly a uh, your dad is uh, certainly and your and your uh, involvement over the years have been really really important to to the, to the growth and the story of Purdue sports going all the way back. Uh, uh, back to the late uh, 19-teens, and that's uh, impressive in its own right. So we're going to link the story, too, that we wrote uh, a bit, and and we'll we'll enjoy that. Nate, thanks again for your time. Bob, thanks to you. Thank Nate. you so much. Thanks, thanks to Chariot Auto Group as well. Have a great rest of your Monday, and we'll we'll have another one of these down the road here, uh, hopefully in the month of October, too. Nate and I have fun trying to put these together. Thank, we thanks appreciate again. that. Yeah, and go Boilers. All right. Thanks so much, Bob. Okay.